Hello, and welcome to the Inovia podcast. I'm Steve Waltz. And I'm Jeff Pregelski. Aren't you supposed to say the Inovia conversation, though, Steve? Or are we switching it up? Well, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take two. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Inovia conversation. Is that better, Jeff? <laughs> Perfect. Now, I'm just asking. I, you could have kept going. I'm fine. <laughs> you know, I, I guess the first time I did that, and so we'll... Uh, well, well, it's it's the Inovi conversation. You are absolutely correct. And guess what, Jeff? On the Inovi conversation today, it's called thinking outside the box. Wow, that's a deep topic. Look, we probably need help for that. Oh, we need lots of help. And so, uh, and and I think uh, I, I invited our guru, our service and support lead, Holly Kudel, is with us today. Hi, Holly. Hi. Well, let me get out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys! Hey. I got out of the box just for today. Nice, nice. It's How's it going? Good. It's great to have you back. It's been a while, you know. As many of you remember, Holly's been with us now for what a year and a half. Yeah, longer than that. A All Star, past chairman of the board for the Navog Advisory Committee. So, yes. and now and queen like of our support new, team. Right. I like my new title better. Queen of, queen of support, or now as we call it, is customer care. Customer care, and that's great. So, well, welcome, Holly. And Thank uh, you. so, so Jeff, when we were talking about, uh, you know, with the environment the way it is now, with the COVID nineteen and people working remote, you know, we thought of what a good podcast um, I think would be is really for people to think outside the box and look at doing. Um, you know, taking this time because, you know, some of the customers that we've talked with uh, have been profoundly affected. Some have actually gotten busier and some, you know, because the business is normal. And um, but, you know, when I what I have found is that when, you know, things tend maybe to slow down or we're not traveling as much, there, there's there's some more time out there. And to me, that's that's an opportunity. And I know we talked about it a little bit earlier. So I think kind of what we're going to look at, Jeff, is talk about things we can do during this time to help help us on our journey for personal development, uh, maybe looking at ways we can increase our, our training, our habits, and uh, and then really kind of uh, having a discussion on, is it time to review some of the processes we're doing within our company? So what do you think about those topics? Are those good topics we should stick with? Wow. that, that Yeah, that sounds that sounds great to me. I know that from our um from our the customers that I've been uh, interacting with over the past five or six weeks, yeah, we've had some people that have gotten busier, um, some people that are um, really uncertain about the future, some that want to you know make strategic um, decisions now, and so absolutely, I think as um, my travel schedule went um, down to zero, I found a lot uh, of extra time that I wasn't anticipating. And I think absolutely we need some guidance and on how to best take advantage of that for those of us who are fortunate enough to have it. Right, right. And and I think the first topic that we can get into is, is, you know, it's kind of that personal development and, you know, just every day, um, you know, it's, it's we don't want it to be Groundhog's Day, right? <laughs> you think of with, with with Bill Murray that it's just like oh my gosh, and you know I, I think it's that mindset of gratitude when you get up in the morning, just to go out there and you know and just make the make make the, the day the best you can, 
And I know Holly, you, you, you know, since you've taken over our support team, I know you've, you've kind of really took that message to heart, I think, with your, you and your team. Oh, thanks, Steve. You know, it is a unique time that we're sitting in and we can choose to either make the most of the time or we could squander the time. And so with the support team, what we've decided to do is make the best use of our time. And so in some aspects, we're very busy. And in other aspects, we're very slow. And so uh, figuring out that mix and then what do we do with the rest of our time has really become key. And so we've taken time to do those things. We've looked for some great training opportunities around customer support and how we interact with our customers, how we communicate the things that we say we're going to do. We do them and reviewing those things, looking at uh, feedback and customer surveys and how we can improve. So we've utilized some of the time for those opportunities. We've also done some uh, strategic training on the ISVs that we work closely with and in Business Central and the new uh, releases coming out as well. So we, we've uh, put it out there and everybody's got different areas that there are strengths in and that they have a passion about. And so each person has selected some things they'd like to do and uh, we've put it out there for them to do. Great. You got any examples you want to share? Sure. So one of the things that uh, my team has done is uh, we follow a author called Shep Hyken, um, and uh, he's a customer service advocate. Uh, over the summer last year, we read his book as a team. So that's something we do. We have a book club. We read books uh, together pretty regular and then talk about them in our team meetings. And uh, so last summer, we read Be Amazing or Go Home. Uh, around customer service, and he offered a free class during this quarantine time to anyone that was interested. And so the whole uh, support team took advantage of that and participated in a free training with uh, Shop Hyken. Uh, we did five days, and then he did a live uh, webinar presentation with us where we got to sit in a class with him and talk with him and interact, which was really, really cool. Just, so, a, just you and the support team? Correct. Everyone on the support team, and it was a certified class that we were able to take for free uh, that he offered during the quarantine. So we were ready to go and looking for opportunities, and it came up, and we jumped right in on that. That was a great chance for us. Um, Anovia as a whole, uh, we had an opportunity with JET to uh, schedule training with our top 10 uh, consultants that work with JET. So we took those that I uh, work with Jet the most, and we put them in a full week training, so all day, every day, for uh, five days. They're in a training with Jet Reports to build their skills and take it to the next level. Next week, we have training with E1. There's, uh, I think, nine of us in the E1 training next week on uh, working with their products to level up there. So each and every week, we seem to be finding more things to do and to continue to build the skills of the team individually and as groups and and i think that's that's great holly because i think a lot of times when you have that extra time um and, and i think of all the times customers have said to me oh you know we're too busy right we're too busy yep. to tackle that well now maybe having that time what you're doing and and jeff is going through the jet reporting you know jet jeff right and he's he's been sitting in those too and are you doing the uh, training next week too jeff or uh um, won, depending said? on my, um, on my demo schedule, I certainly would like to, mm -hmm. but that's, that is something that as I transition to a more, uh, technical pre-sales role that I've, um, uh, 
I've also been taking advantage of. Um, that was a big announcement when Microsoft announced that all of their events through July 2021 are going to be delivered virtual. But um, that you know, I took advantage of that. The uh, Power Platform um, uh, event that was, you know, I think it was a thousand dollars to attend when it became virtual. It was free, so I signed up for that right away and got in. Um, our own event, you know, going to virtual hopefully will mean that uh, it will increase the number of attendees because it's going to be easier for people to attend. So um, certainly that's uh, that's something that I've tried to take advantage of um, as my travel schedule um, allowed uh, with all the, the stuff being canceled. So, yeah, that's uh, I think across the board at Inovia, um, everyone's trying to take advantage of that. And that's going to benefit our customers coming out of this mess. Neat. And, you know, Holly talked about the book report. And I think of, you know, it's probably about three or four years ago. I'm, I was never a big reader outside of reading uh, sports <laughs> box scores and uh, staying up with my teams and stuff. And I decided I made the commitment I'm going to read at least one book a month. And then about a year ago, a little over a year ago, I'm up to two books a month. And, you know, just really, you know, there's a saying uh, if, when you're green, you grow, and when you're ripe, you rot. And I think what we deal with uh, in, in the world of sales is this word called change, you know, and it's amazing how people will fight change to the death, right? It's, and it's, people will stay with the devil they know versus the devil they don't know because at least they know what they have on it. And it's, it's getting that mindset and that personal development mindset, I think, to be a student, right? And, and you know, there's, there's numbers uh, when I did sales training. And the first time I heard this number, I was just blown away that 90% of salespeople have never read a book on selling or been to a seminar or a webinar. And those are the people representing their companies to grow their revenue, right, and bring in new business. And I was just always blown away by that. But, but you know, that's why they kind of get in that 80-20 rule, like the top, you know, the, you know, the tops. And, I, and it seems like that, you know, as you get involved with other aspects of, 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 of companies that you see that it's, you know, it's that you have a certain group that just kind of lead and, you have, and certain group of, of followers. But I think everybody – can benefit just from you know from doing that, and I think that's I think that that's awesome that you're that you're, that you're doing that. And and Jeff, I don't know about you if you listen to Audible or if you're reading any books, um, or um, you know, well, Jeff, um, he's he's so busy. We <laughs> just the busiest guy at the company. We we're talking with Jim on a, on a past uh, uh, um, podcast that Jeff has a hard time saying no to people internally because he's a nice guy and. Uh, uh, but I I'm going to practice with you, Steve. No, no, no. <laughs> right? I was going to say, when does Jeff have time to read books? He's like yeah. in trainings or demos yeah. or setting something up every time I talk to him or I see him somewhere. I'm, I'm going to have to get you the book. It's called Go for No. I'll, I'll get you that book, Jeff. So uh, but but anyway, um, so do you think um, when I talked about change and and one of the things I that that always comes up is process. You know, when we inherit a lot of companies that their ERP system is not working, or they're having trouble going live, or it's just a mess, it's almost like in the early stages that they really skipped a process of, of you know, of mapping out what they want to do. Because it's easy, especially as an ERP partner, to kind of say, okay, you want to do this? Okay, here you go. Well, that's not really what I wanted to do. Versus having that conversation, you know, 
what are you doing now? Why are you doing it? Right. And I, and it's that, it's that conversation I think too, of when, you know, the people have been using, been doing something for 20 or 30 years, they just want to reinvent the old process. And so I want to kind of get your thoughts on, you know, what would you tell our listeners on maybe using this time to take a look and reviewing the process as a process improvement? Anything you, you think you could add to that? That'd be helpful for our, uh, for our listeners. Holly? Well, yeah, I'm going to say that <laughs> has to be asked of Holly since I'm not a great process guy. You're not a great process guy? Come on. <laughs> I don't buy that for a minute. Process, the process is-, is like... Um, is uh, really messy, then I'd probably be a good process guy. But no, let's let's direct. Let's see what Holly. Let's give Holly a first shot at that. Or tennis shoes. So. With tennis shoe processing, Jeff be all in. There you um, go. Yeah. So you know what? We've been reviewing our processes in house. Uh, so things that we've done is we're looking at you know our ticket board, our processes that we use within the company and as the support team. As a whole, uh, we're looking to. We've wanted to upgrade our customer portal for uh, ConnectWise and sort of put it off because we've been too busy. And so that's something we're working on now is is doing that update to the uh, newer, fresher looking customer portal and working with our marketing team to brand it. So we're doing some process changes and updates where we can as well um, internally. But for our customers, uh, same thing. You know, look, this is a great time to. Do things that maybe you don't want to spend money and you're trying to hang on to your cash flow. And that's great, too. Um, but uh, so you, there's things you could do that don't cost. And that's looking at those internal processes and nav. What aren't we using? What might be under the hood? Uh, you can always go back and look at release notes from your version and see what is there. You could look at the newer release notes and maybe it's not in your version, but it might be a simple uh modification that can be done so that you can utilize the same type of process that you're seeing in the newer versions along the way. Or just to review those newer release notes so that you can start planning that upgrade path and what that's going to look like for you and help out there. You know, looking for those automation opportunities. Are you utilizing the batch posting? Are you utilizing uh, setting up job queues or the task schedulers for things that make sense in your company and in your system? Are you still doing things manually? Are you still putting them on spreadsheets? And how does that work? And um, seeing what's there that you can update and change and look at those workflows. Another great thing that I used to like to do uh, when I was on the end user side was cross-train. So a great time to have a purchasing person do some sales orders and this salesperson do some purchasing and work together. And even though they're remote, they could still hop on and, you know, most of our clients have access to uh, Office 365. They're in the Microsoft space. And so they have both Dynamics products and they have the Office products. And uh, what a great, you know, way to jump into Teams and uh, throw up a spreadsheet and work together. Uh, you could, you know, use Teams and work on NAV together. And uh, sometimes when you have someone from purchasing and sales working together, they'll figure things out and bring them to you that will help change processes and make things better on one or both sides. Uh, Same if you do sales and and shipping and receiving and purchasing. It's amazing when you put those two people together, how they see things from the other side of the fence and can bring ideas to the table that help one another 
as they're working through things. And one of the stories I tell often was when we had sales and shipping work together and they spent a half a day doing sales orders together. And then the second half of the day out doing and shipping together. And uh, the salesperson's watching the shipper do the shipping and then it's his turn. And so he takes over and now the shipper's watching the salesperson ship. And uh, each time he gets an international, he has to stop, get out of the shipping part of the product, go back to the sales order, get the um, phone number from the uh, order, come back to the shipping, put it in the contacts of the shipping person, and then restart his packing. He goes, you got to do this every time it's an international or every time it's a COD. And the shipper goes, yeah, all day long. He goes, wow, if we didn't own that, we could have just put that in there when we create the order. It would just take a second to copy paste it in there, you know, one more time, one more spot. And he goes, really, you could do that? He goes, yeah, we'll start doing it now. He goes in the office, tells the sales team, they all start doing it. And that was the end of that. But you think of how much time that simple little thing changed how shipping happened. And how much time it saved each shipper from not having to exit the shipping uh, product, go back to the sales order, get the information, come back, put it back in, restart the packaging, and ship that product out. So sometimes those those you know, spend that half day cross training and working together and change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, those those hours are great and hours of work. I know we do um, uh, a couple of uh, presentations on on uh, what if your process isn't the problem, or what if your process is the problem, right, Jeff? <laughs> and 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 I think Holly, um, you know, things that because uh, you talked about getting people together. You know, and in, in, in my previous life, we had these cross-functional teams because, you know, you know, because if, if you're in silos, you're in a silo. And if you're the one that's going to say, OK, I want to fix this process, you're only seeing it from your your view. And by getting the stakeholders together and communicating, because I, I, I was just thinking years ago, I was on a, I was on a panel and uh, we were shipping directly to end users versus going through distributors. And the, the price point where we sold cases of product was 10. And so we would have customers that would order 10 cases three times, three or four times a week. And the shipping cost on a common carrier to send these, these cases was ridiculous. And I remember, you know, sitting in one of these panels and, you know, as a salesperson, they're like, well, why don't you guys tell them to make bigger orders? I'm like, there's no incentive for them to make a bigger order because you're, it's kind of like Amazon, right? You can just order, click, 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 buy different things on Prime and it doesn't affect your shipping cost. And, and it's something that you thought was so easy. I'm like, well, you know, if you had different brackets and, you know, kind of created 10, 10 cases, 30, 60, and 300 to give them price incentives to want to do that. Uh, and this is, this is going back a long time, but just the process of getting the right people in a room together, like something you thought that would that made sense. Somebody else was like, oh, we just, you know, it was a competitive reason why they did it years ago, but now it's the cost of it became so prohibitive. But Jeff, anything you want to you want to add to that, or on how to maybe put together a team? Uh, I didn't. I don't think you're good I'm with the teams. Right. Yeah, right. Well, that's a that's a completely different topic. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No. You did a webinar on teams, Holly. Uh, we're, I'm, yeah, there's too many teams <laughs> questions lately, especially on the licensing side. Um, <laughs> No, I think, though, you know, that is also, though, a good segue into, um, you know, uh, working remotely as I have for the last eight or nine years. Um, 
I would be interested to to hear um, your opinions about about how the current state in in a remote workforce, if that um, you know, if that changes the the way that you assemble teams, or if that's um, you know, I guess I would see some advantages um, to the current situation, but maybe that's because I'm all the eternal optimist. Um, what do you think about? Uh, do you think this new kind of um, remote work that most companies who are uh, who are uh, still transacting in this uh, in in the time of this virus? Um, do you think that's an advantage or a disadvantage for the teams? Wow, both. Depends on where you're you were sitting at, but um, uh, so a benefit, you know, remote workers are fifty percent more productive than office workers. Just a fact, you don't have the distractions uh, at working remote that you do sitting in an office, and so you tend to be more productive and have more uh, concentrated focus time on your work so you could get a lot more done in a lot shorter time. So not only are you generally more productive, you're more productive in less time. So what you normally would do in an eight hour workday, you're probably able to do in four or five hours at home and uh, be productive, which what does that do? That leaves you more time for training and other things as well. So uh, individually and as workers, I think they are gonna find that they have more concentrated work time and ability to get things done much quicker than when they're in a busy office space and area. Uh, so I think that's a definite bonus. I think from the management side, I think that uh, especially here in the U.S., people have been really afraid of this whole idea of letting our people uh, work remote and not be tethered to a desk in the office where we can see them out the window. And I think they're going to find that this might be an advantage to them to free that up. They may still have an office that people come into or out of, but I think we may see more freedom on the uh, being able to take your laptop and work from home because your kids aren't feeling great. I think people have been afraid of that sort of virtual aspect of things. And I think it's important in the day we live. Uh, a mother who's sitting in an office worrying about her sick kids at home or with a babysitter or grandma is not giving you 100%. A mother who's at home with her laptop and can keep an eye on those kids is going to give you 100%. So which is the better option? Um, is to have them work remote. And I think we've seen corporately people are afraid to let that happen. And this may open their eyes to the fact that, you know, that's not a bad idea. This can work. So we may see some more of that. And I know the, the younger generation, that's what they want. They want that freedom. You're going where I was thinking on that, things, Ellie. Right? Was, you know, yeah. they want to be able to have the job and the career and the family and to be able to work remotely. Or, you know, gee, I'm going to work from home today because the kids are off. And then I don't have to worry about what they're doing or where they're at or who I'm leaving with them with. And um, I'm also not sitting at work worrying about it and not giving you 100 percent either. Right. And um, so I think that's going to be key. So I think there's a lot of advantages to what's happened. You know, we've seen it across the board. You know, you know, you keep seeing the clean lakes and the clean skies and things like that, you know, that the. The earth has gotten a rest from all of us. And I think maybe uh, the office space has gotten a rest too. And people are saying that, you know, remote working isn't so scary after all. And Jeff, to add to that is, you know, I'm kind of like you. So for the last 30 years, 
my office is out of my home. And when I started, didn't have laptop. Basically had a phone. But, you know, what the advantage is, uh, you know, a couple things to add on what Holly said is that, uh, you know, know, we're more of a service industry, service company. You know, it's easier for us to do it. Um, We have the equipment in place. So I think some companies, uh, if, if they really don't have the technology or, you know, the, the devices to give to their workers can, you know, it, it, there could be some additional cost. But at the end of the day, I, you know, to me, I think it's, it's, it's been, um, uh, it, it's, you know, it's the, the, the access to more people. I like, you know, because it's funny because right now we have, uh, we're on teams and, and, and uh, I know you have your camera off and Holly and I have our camera on, right? So you, you're kind of, we're kind of seeing people more, even though they're not directly in front of us. I think that's, you know, that's huge. Uh, just last week, um, well, we had uh, a couple team meetings with customers all over the United States that everybody want, flipped on the camera. And that hasn't happened, really. And, you know, that was kind of neat uh, that we got to kind of see each other and doing that without having to incur the cost of traveling, you know, all the way. You know, granted, I'm a I'm a big face-to-face person. I strongly believe that everything changes when you're in front of the customer face-to-face. But, you know, you kind of are, right? I mean, would you view this as if you had your camera on, we're kind of face-to-face? I'm kind of curious to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think we are. Oh, go ahead, Holly. Uh, well, I think the same thing. That's a great point. Um, prior to the stay-home orders that everyone's gotten, uh, we, we've we done team meetings for since I've been with Anovia. We've mm-hmm. you know had team meetings, go-to meetings, Zoom meetings, all the different kinds of platforms there are. You know, we access whatever the customer likes to work from, but um, nobody has their cameras on. It's all, you know, behind, we're all hidden. And uh, this uh, whole stay home thing. I don't know exactly why or how, but somehow it brought the cameras out of, you know, okay, let's turn the cameras on. Let's be connected. And it's nice. I like it. And it's, I think, you know, I get on and people are like, it's Holly, you're really there. And then they click up their cameras and join in too. And uh, so I think it's, that's been another good thing. That's a great point. Jeff, anything you want to add to that? Uh, no, I think that, um, you know, I, I have been, uh, uh, I've enjoyed the, uh, I, I'm, I've enjoyed the seeing people that uh, I haven't seen before, because I mean, I think in some of the meetings that we've been on, um, just internal Inovia meetings, we've, I've heard people say, hey, I've, uh, I've worked here for three years, and I've never met you, <laughs> I've never seen you in person. So I, I like that aspect. Um I had a, a customer on one of our calls say that she wasn't going to turn on her camera like everyone on the Inovia side of the call had turned the cameras on. And she said, yeah, I've got uh, <laughs> I've got a, to visit a hairdresser to address some uh, <laughs> some hair issues before I turn mine on. So I think it is uh, it's it is that's certainly a silver lining of this whole um, situation is that uh, getting to you know see people in their home office and, and be more connected through um, video. I think that. That's that's great. Yeah, because you have to uh, like personal hygiene comes into play, right? It's like you see those <laughs> those commercials of people sitting there with their shirt on and they, they're in their pajamas or uh, whatever. But you know, I think not a challenge, but this the routines have changed. I mean, right? It, it, we were talking about that, 
you know, so like my wife was my alarm clock. So she would get up and by the time she showered and got out, it was, you know, quarter after six. And I just knew that was my time to get up. Well, now she's not going to school and, you know, it's every day. Now it's like, okay, now I actually have to set an alarm. <laughs> so uh, I get up at that. I want to get my, t- you know, I want to get in my, uh, get in, you know, I'd like to do some steps in the morning, whatever. Then I, you know, not force myself. I kind of didn't force myself to shower. Right. Because I just, I just didn't feel this. I didn't feel the same sitting in front of the, of the computer. You know, all of a sudden it's two o'clock in the afternoon. Like, yeah, maybe I should shower. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> not that you can smell me or anything, but it's still just, just the way you present yourself. It just, and so, uh, but I think it's, I think by knowing you're going to flip the camera on, it's going to kind of force you at least to, uh, you know, brush your hair, I guess. <laughs> right. At least yeah. brush it. Well, I always preface when they're worried about turning their camera on because they haven't been to the hairdresser. I show them my roots and then yeah. we're good. I'm like, yeah. look, you, here's my roots. I haven't been to the hairdresser either. So we're good. Turn yeah, on your camera. There's going to be a lot of us needing haircuts and, uh, <laughs> when the state all lifts, right? On it. right? So uh, Either that or I'm going to quit doing it and save a whole lot of money. One of the two. <laughs> nice. And, right. and I think the, the last topics I kind of have is, and it's kind of blending in with this, is like training. You know, you kind of talked about like jet training and things you're doing. But um, so, I, you know, maybe we can talk about avenues like for training. I know we're... And, and, and you guys have done a lot of them, especially, uh, Holly, I know you've done a lot of webinars for the, the NAVUG slash BC uh, right. when you go onto the, web, onto the website there. And I've done some and Jeff's done some and you know, a lot here. But just the plethora of training out there. And I, I just remember being a sales trainer. Well, a lot of it was pointing people to the right resources. So, I mean, I guess, um, you know, Thinking of some of our listeners that are maybe using uh, the software that now they have this extra time and, you know, because it's it's the amount of information that is in NAB or Business Central is just the capabilities are so much. Um, and I mean, would you where would you maybe direct somebody to maybe, you know, if we're going to think outside the box to where we can see what, you know, the capabilities that it has, maybe it, you know, the the funniest thing you probably hear a lot more than me, and I'm sure Jeff does, is that when you when you talk to somebody about, oh, it does do that, right? <laughs> and it's like it's done that for years. They're like, oh, I didn't know that, right? So, you know, maybe you can give some ideas on on uh, where to go to for training for the, for that. Right. So a couple great places. Obviously, you know, the Navig community is a great place to go. Tons of recorded webinars. Tons of you know upcoming webinars. Uh, they have focus coming up uh, that you're going to be able to participate in virtually and uh, just some good, good stuff there. Simple things. It doesn't even have to be big. Type in just one area if you're interested in relation management. There's a ton of webinars on relation management, uh, accounts receivable, looking at accounts payable, uh, closing at the end of the month, end of the year. Uh, trying to think of, you know, other areas, you know, shipping ISVs, you can look, you know, for webinars from the different ISVs, they've done their own showcases that you can review uh, without having to have, you know, a personal interaction with the ISV until you're sure you really want to talk to them, that kind of sales pitchy kind of thing, and you're afraid to reach out and stuff. There's tons of them out there on uh, the NAVA community. We have them on our events page as well. 
that you can walk through and, and get a better feel for them before you have a one on one with that actual ISV and talk to them directly and see what it's like. So there's a lot out there just within the community. YouTube's a great place to look things up and find things. Again, like I said, we have our own events page with tons of Anovia uh, training and also ISVs and uh, other opportunities there. And you know, if you're looking for something a little more substantial and paid, you know, reach out to your partner. Your partner can provide that training. They have well-trained staff that can jump in at a moment's notice and give you some training. Uh, anyone on the Anovia team, depending on their area of expertise, if you're looking for someone to walk through some things with your new new employees, walk through some things with your accounts receivable team, your payables team, your purchasing team, your shipping department, whatever it is, uh, we can put together you know an hour, two hours, four hours of training for you and walk through with your teams virtually without a problem. We're working on some workshops that we're going to present and offer uh, to our clients and to anyone that would like to join. Across the board, uh, we have a developer's training that they're working on. We have uh, basic financials that um, is getting ready to come out in the next month or so. Uh, they're working on some supply chain, some manufacturing training. And so there'll be workshops that'll be two to three hours long. Uh, the basic financials is 10 different segments. Uh, I think the uh, developers is maybe eight segments. Uh, runs across four days. Uh, so lots of opportunities to get involved and get some training. I think um, sometimes that's the area we lack is uh, we set it up, we show them what their job is, and then that's it. And there's so much more to that uh, from looking up tips and tricks and uh, even just getting everyone in your company to share their favorite nap tip or trick or shortcut. Uh, you'll be surprised how many most of them don't know are there. And uh, one of the first cool things that I learned in NAV was, you know, that uh, you could type T for today instead of typing out the whole date. And I thought that was fabulous. And from the accounts receivable side at the beginning of my NAV experience, uh, not having to type the date 030808 150 times in an hour was like a big save for me to just be able to hit the letter T and uh, bring up the date or just put in today's date and not have to do month and year and it would add that in. And so little tips and tricks like that are also, you know, don't overlook those when you're sharing and, and working alongside people and getting them out there. Something I did on the user side was we would have a newsletter and I would put in all those kinds of things. I'd give them little nav tips and I'd give them Windows tips uh, to utilize within the company and, and sharing those things. And some of them were extremely helpful and uh, time-saving for them as well. Very cool, Holly. Jeff, anything you want to add to that? Well, I think just to reinforce that idea of, you know, we're thinking outside the box, but in, in a lot of ways, I think the most beneficial training when it comes to NAV or Business Central is, you know, training on your system with your partner probably. Um, and this might be, you know, a a time that if companies have some excess capacity because they're, uh, you know, either their supply chain is is missing critical stuff, and so they've got people that uh, um, 
that would have capacity for training, it might be a good time to uh, to try to take advantage of of that. Um, you know, a handful of hours, and and you might be it might be a more convenient time to get a group of people, like get the whole purchasing department together. Um, you know, something like that. So I would just uh, encourage everyone to to consider that as they're uh, looking at ways, you know, coming out of uh, of this situation stronger than than when you went in. Good, good points, Jeff. And, you know, we were talking earlier that, uh, you know, and you being a past account manager that it just seems like when, okay, let's have this discussion. Oh, you're interested in this. Well, we're too busy to implement that. Well, maybe now if you're not as busy, because um, I know a lot of times when no one wants to really go live in their busy season, right, <laughs> or when, they, when they're doing an upgrade or re-implementation. So I think, you know, now is the opportunity to really capitalize, you know, on, on, on that time. I, you know, as I guess a question I have for you, Jeff, as a, as a, you know, previous account manager, how often did you hear we were too busy to do that? Is that right? Yeah, that was, uh, oftentimes the, uh, and, and you know, what, what changed that dynamic from uh, being too busy to do it, they got forced into something either, you know, um, uh, a maintenance contract was coming due or there was a, um, you know, they couldn't put it off anymore because they couldn't buy client hardware that was compatible with an old version of what was ever on their server. And, mm -hmm. uh, um, so yeah, too busy until it's too late. And then, and then it's a, a regrettable thing. So certainly, uh, you know, I, I understand the idea of being cautious, um, with cash flow and not understanding, um, you know, where the economy is going to land coming out of this. But uh, but for those companies, and and we have, I think, the good fortune of working with several of them, uh, we've seen some people take advantage of that and be strategic right. in this time. Yeah, I, you know, I I have this, you know, this, this mentality of, uh, of, you know, if you're going to be in a space, the mindset needs to be you want to own the space. Right. So our, our mindset here at Anovia is we want to be the Ritz Carlton of partners. Right. And that's kind of our mindset. And so, you know, we want to own the space of being when people think of I want to get the best I can get, you know, service and support and, you know, uh, advice, you know, being led and so forth. We, we want to be on that. We know it's not a zero sum game. We got to constantly work on our skills and our collaboration to, to help bring, you know, that top tier support and, and customer service to our customers. And I, and I think what happens is a lot of times people get complacent, like, Oh, you know, just now, you know, I'm just not going to do it right now because things are bad or whatever. You know, the mindset is, 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 is you just have to have that push forward. I mean, just, we, you know, we are, we are the top of, of our industry or this, you know, whatever your mindset is kind of controls a lot of your destiny of where you're going. Right. And, and, you know, we're not going to settle for that. And I, I know, Holly, if I see you shaking your head a little bit there, <laughs> you know, on that, you know, anything you want to add to that? Uh, and I just. That's where you really want to be. I was thinking of the story I heard about the Ritz Carlton that really like struck a chord with me um, was about a family that had been there well off. They were on one of the upper floors. We know what that means. And they had two teenagers. Jeff will love this story because two teenagers were skateboarding in the hallway and uh, and messing around and playing with their soccer ball. And, uh, of course, somebody else on the floor didn't like it and called the front desk and the manager had to come up and was very apologetic to the parents. And, you know, they can't be doing that. And 
made them stop and um, they were understanding, of course, and had their kids stop. And not too long later, he called them down uh, to the to the lobby and, and took them into a, a ballroom. And here he had gone down and and uh, thought, what could he do to make these people stay, be what they were looking for and give them, you know, what they their kids were going to look for and make them happy. And uh, so he cleared out a ballroom and and made it set it up so the kids could play in there and, and skateboard and, and play with their soccer ball and, and do their thing. And then he joined in and had a game with some of his staff against the family uh, with the soccer ball and stuff. But. You know, that story just resonated with me when I first heard it of, you know, that's who we want to be. That's the, the kind of company and team we want to be is, you know, when when our clients call in, we don't want to be like, well, you can't do that. We want to be like, OK, maybe you really can't do it the way they're asking you to do it, but let's figure it out. Let's give them what they want. Let's make them <clears throat> successful. And, um, you know, let's put our heads together and and let's give them what they want. Let's make them happy and satisfied. and. So our team motto is uh, their success is our reward. Um, that's we say it every day. Their success is our reward. And so we kind of live by that. But that story kind of stuck with me about being the Ritz Carlton of who we are, you know, and how do we get there? So, Jeff, are you going to stay at that Ritz Carlton? Where's that one at? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even I remember say that. what they said. <laughs> That that was not my experience staying at uh, the Super Eights and Budget Tells. I think I would uh, I would have I would have got a smack in the back of the head from yeah. my dad and uh, and my ta- my skateboard taken away for a few weeks. Right, but you I know, like that version better. That's a cool story because because really when you travel like you know we I've traveled a lot and after a while a hotel room kind of becomes a hotel room. You want it in a nice safe area, a clean room. But, you know, why does it cost so much more to stay at a Ritz-Carlton? It's one word, service. Right? They just go out of the way to take care of you and give you a good experience. So that, that is, that's so cool. So any other tips you guys want to give on training? Well, I would just say that, um, not that I want to give any tips, but, but maybe uh, getting training on improving customer service would be something that all of our uh, customers, I mean, that would be something they could focus on you know, t- in this sort of, you know, taking a breath moment that we have, like how, how can we deliver better service? And right. I think Holly alluded to how she's leading her team in that way, but that would be something for everyone that's listening to consider as well. What can you do in this time off to uh to maybe improve your customer service process or um you know just to get that conversation going great that that can go in so many different directions you know we've talked about uh especially in sales right it's a lot of it's about your culture okay and you know and you talked about the ritz carlton i i think of simon Sinek wrote a book um it's called the why i don't know if you ever read that book and uh, he was uh, I, he was talking about how he was uh, getting a cup of coffee at a Ritz Carlton in Las Vegas for a convention, and this young man that was serving him the coffee just had this great attitude. And uh, he said, "He goes, oh, you just really appreciate your positive attitude. This is my fourth day in a row, and so forth." And he goes, "Because uh, um, so how well they treat you here." He goes, "I love how they treat me here. My my boss stops by and sees how I'm doing. The general manager comes by, see how I'm doing. And he goes, it's not like that in my other job.'" I said, well, what's your other job? Because well, he worked at another casino on the floor. 
And he goes, well, what do you, what do you like there? He goes, well, the, he always walks around and makes sure that you're, you're, you're doing everything you're supposed to do. And, 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 you know, if you clock in early, you get in trouble. If you clock out late to get extra time, you get in trouble. And I just, I just do what I have to do over there. And that whole mindset was, it's the same guy, right? And he's two different employees. You know, the one where at the Ritz-Carlton where people actually care and kind of support, hey, can I get you anything? What do you need? Versus the one where the boss is coming down on him. So that, you know, that other culture. And I didn't, I wanted, I didn't want to say the name of the, of, of the place because he did say the name of the place. I would I treat him like that. But I, I just find it interesting that, you know, it, a lot of times we think it's the person and it can be the culture. So I think it's a good okay. time to take a step back on how we treat each other in our culture and then have that, that, that team mindset. So I know we're kind of running close on time here. Um, anything you guys want to add before we end the podcast? Yeah, I'll just add to that. And what you said, Steve, is uh, that's the first step of our training with our team is um, training each other and treating each other how we want to treat our customers. And so practice our customer service and our customer care on one another and on the Inovia team before we take it out the door to our clients and other people. And uh, so that just goes again to the culture is, you know, we want to treat Josh, when he sends in one of his tickets, just like we would um, a client that's actually going to pay us. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I, again, though, I was fortunate this week. I got one of Jeff's tickets and I handled it just like I would if he was a client. And, you know, I reached out to him. I, I asked him a couple of questions. I jumped in and looked at the system. I got Daniel involved. We fixed it. We reached back out to him, let him know that, hey, we took care of it. We removed the um, add-on that was there that was causing the problem. Let us know if there's anything else. And uh, took care of it as quickly as we could uh, and, and met his needs so that he could be up and running. But uh, it's in-house as much as it is out of the house. And uh, I think that's where it starts. And if we practice it here, we're going to do it when we go out the door. It becomes habit. Well, that. Thanks for that, Holly. And once again, it was great having you back on one of our podcasts. Thanks. I know it's 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 uh, it's been too long, so we'll, we'll have yeah. you definitely on another. We'll have you definitely on another podcast by the year two thousand twenty-four. Wait, uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be sooner than that, Steve. So, sooner than that, between now and then, I I, I can see it happening, right? Right. And, I'll just uh, have to stay tuned and see when I show up. That's right. right? That's right. That's right. So keep checking back. Keep checking. I think we back. have some of our highest ratings when Holly's on, don't we? That's because oh, yeah. my mom watches it every day for a month. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Holly's Hi, mom. mom. Yeah. <laughs> Plug your mom. Group oh, text Mary. goes out. Watch my listen to our podcast. <laughs> nice. Right. I, I email everyone I know, and then they watch. Well, very no, cool. You know, I, I tell people all the time to tune into you guys because you are great, very conversational, a lot of fun to listen to. I listen to you when I drive. I feel like I'm driving with Steve and Jeff. So a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on, you guys. Absolutely. Thank Jeff? you. No, I'm good. I'm ready for a wrap, Steve. Well, great. Well, we appreciate everybody taking time uh, to be on this podcast. And if uh, you need to reach out to any of us, uh, you can obviously uh, you, uh, you can go to the website at anovi.com. And when you click on it, Holly's face pops up. <laughs> can I help you? <laughs> so I'm sure she gets uh, poked a few times during the day from what I from what I hear. Uh, or uh, you can obviously go to our website at anovi.com. You can follow us on LinkedIn, 
on Twitter, Holly, do you got a, you're, you're on Twitter, Holly. I think I see you sharing stuff quite a bit. I what's, do. Your Twitter, what's your Twitter? I have hand? no idea. She, she's at, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, absolutely no idea. At, I have no idea. Right. I will we, look we it up a, and let you know. We have a great presence on LinkedIn, but maybe we have to have a talk about our Twitter accounts here. But that's another, that could be another podcast, right? On right. So on it. But and if you uh, please reach out, if, if um, uh, you can reach out to me at Walt Steve on, on Twitter or um, um, directly uh, through our website, if uh, I can offer up any type of uh, assistance for, uh, uh, for for sales coaching on this. And, and, um, and Jeff, uh, since you can't say no, reach out to Jeff. <laughs> please, <laughs> and, uh, please do. Please do. We, get, he, he, we he does take Sunday finally off, so we're we're happy we're happy for that. But anyway, everybody, thanks for uh, this great podcast, and it's over. Have a great day. <laughs>